you're saying I play favorites, you're wrong. I love all my children equally. I don't care for Joe. Good day, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks NBA Trade Deadline Special. It's Thursday afternoon on March 25th, and we're here to break down all of today's trades, except for the Brad Wanamaker one. You're crazy <laughs> if you think we're talking about that one. Uh, I'm Jay Skeets. We've got the hashtag full squad going. First up, Mr. What You Need to Know, Tass Mellis. Here we go. I want to make her a good show. Let's go. We got my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. Bulls are back! Bulls are, Bulls are back, back, baby! Uh, we got the international man of mystery taking it to the max, Leela. Friends. <laughs> and last but not least, making the magic happen here on a Thursday afternoon, it's JD. Hello. There he is, and here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Sorry we kept a few of you waiting. Had to just, like, push it back a little bit as these trades continue to roll in. I don't even know who JJ Reddick got traded for yet. So <laughs> find out during the show, I guess. Uh, please smash that like button, drop a comment below, and subscribe to the No Dunks YouTube channel. Oh yeah, join us tonight for an NBA happy hour. We're going to have uh, what we're calling basically a trade deadline hangover special, sort of a watch party. We'll fire it up at halftime of the Blazers heat game. So join us for that. And uh, finally, immaculate items available for sale at nodunks.com. Okay, trades, trade grades. We'll talk about a lot of the deals today. We had a ton uh, in the end, but uh, we got to start with the biggest news, Tass. And they go hand in hand, I think. Kyle Lowry is staying put in Toronto. He's not being traded. This is amazing. It felt like a done deal. He's giving deuces as he's walking off the court last night. Everybody's saying goodbye. It's crazy. He's still there, and we'll get into that. But then the Heat, who were reportedly, you know, I think Masai Ujiri and Pat Riley were having like a staring contest here. Who's going to blink first? By all accounts, the Raptors wanted Tyler Hero coming to them for a Kyle Lowry package, and the Heat were like, no, we're not putting Tyler Hero in it. And they didn't in the end, so the Heat go. They flip it around and go get Victor Oladipo, and it cost them Kelly Olenek, uh, Avery Bradley, and a pick swap. So, task get us started. I get, yeah, you're you're shocked as I am, right? That Lowry is is still on the Raptors right now. Yeah, I think uh, Masai Ujiri. Yeah, he gets on the calls. Everybody thinks Pat Riley is the toughest deal maker. Masai Ujiri said, "Screw that! I'm not just giving you Kyle Lowry for." whatever you want to give me. It's not like an Aaron Gordon situation that just trade him to the Denver Nuggets for a pick. Uh, so I think, yeah, uh, what Masai Ujiri did was we've got Kyle Lowry. He helped us get a championship. He can help you get a championship, give us something better. And if not, we're going to sign him again to whatever deal it is in the offseason, and then they can trade him again next year. Right. Uh, and he can still be a big part of a championship team. I think that's what it came down to, and the package just wasn't good enough. What do you think, Lily? Same what? same thing as Tass there, breaking it down. It just wasn't nice enough for Masai Ujiri, especially if like a hero wasn't involved. Yeah, I, I think that's what he decided in the end. He's like, I'm not just going to give this guy away for nothing. You've got to give me something good in return. And he was sounds like he was sort of playing a couple of teams off against each other, which is a smart thing to do. But ultimately, he was like, why, why do I have to budge here? Let them go budge if they really want it. Those other teams, uh, potentially, if it was the uh, Sixers or the Lakers or the Heat, 
they're the ones who are close to a championship than the Raptors. So he was trying to basically say to them, you guys are the ones who are going to have to pay the price here. I can ride this out with Kyle. We're not going to win the championship this year and we'll let him have a swan song. So it's definitely weird. It seemed like an absolute certainty that he was going. I mean, <laughs> you know what it's likely? It's like we were like at a cottage together or we had traveled somewhere. We're all sharing a great place and you have to leave like a day or two earlier, you got to catch a flight. So we party it up. We have a great time that final night. And then the morning comes and you're like, ah, my flight got canceled. Yeah. Like, that, that All actually, right, cool. I guess you're still here. Yeah, That actually happened to a friend of mine when he came out to visit in Australia. Well, there we, you go. We had the big farewell for him. And then the next night it was Australia versus Uruguay to see who would make it to the World Cup in 2006. And in comes mate. Jerry strolls into the bar. I'm like, Jerry, what the hell are you uh, doing here? Jerry's the new Kyle. Yeah. Kyle's and the new like, Jerry uh, man. You can't keep him down. <laughs> he's like, we missed oh, – we, we got our date wrong. We had the wrong date. And I'm like, all right, well, let's party. So, uh, yeah. Uh, but, yeah, all, all indications pointed that no matter what, they were going to come to some agreement, some arrangement. And, again, 259, I would thought Messiah might have just been like, all right, we'll take Duncan Robinson and maybe a pick swap, whatever it is in there. We'll take maybe that. Maybe a precious or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. But uh, but instead, Messiah's just like, no, I, I'm not doing it. So, uh Nothing gets done. Okay, then, Trey, here's the question. Are the Heat going to regret this? You know, maybe not budging off a of Tyler Hero or whatever it was, and then going with Oladipo, uh, getting him for, again, Kelly Olenek, Avery Bradley, and a pick swap. What do you think? I saw a tweet come across the timeline today that said, Pat Riley only makes trades that he wins. And I think that's a pretty fair call here with regards to this trade, because if you're throwing Tyler Hero and perhaps Precious Achua into a trade for Kyle Lowry, yeah, you might win. You might go back to the finals. The Lowry fit seemed like it would have been perfect and he would have given the the Heat exactly what they needed. But there's also a chance Tyler Hero becomes a six-time All-Star in the future and you just traded him for, you know, six months of Kyle Lowry trying to go to the finals again and maybe that doesn't work out. So, yeah, I mean, I can see... Oladipo is a certainly a fallback player for Pat Riley. He did make some sort of move here. The cost was pretty low to acquire somebody who could certainly help their team. Cause I think we're, um, you know, we're comparing Oladipo to his pre-injury self as everybody is want to do, but he's still scoring 20 points a game. He's still going to be able to give the heat a little bit of juice, uh, whether he comes off the bench, whether he slots into the starting lineup alongside Jimmy Butler. Um, but I don't know. The heat don't feel like they're totally at the top of the Eastern conference right now. So I can see Pat Riley kind of pumping the brakes and saying, I don't know that Pat, uh, that Kyle Lowry puts us over the top. Mm-hmm. I personally would have done it. I think that Lowry would have been a great addition for Miami, but if you're hesitant about the team a little bit this year, I can see, uh, Riley and the front office's standpoint for sure. Again, shout out to everybody joining us live in the stream team, doing some crazy numbers here on a, on a Thursday afternoon on a trade deadline special. Again, we're going to try and get through all or most of the trades that happened today. Anything to add as we wrap up? I mean, we've got to move with some pace here, Tass. And we've got what you need to know tomorrow with your show. Then we got the drop. So we'll do sort of like trade deadline winners and losers, maybe a bigger picture. We also got the happy hour, as I said tonight, where we can hang out and talk about these deals again. But anything to add specifically to the Heat getting Oladipo and what it costs to get him? Well, yeah, Victor Oladipo is, is, he's an enigma right now, right? Because I'm sure in his brain, he thinks he is that pre-Victor Oladipo guy who could come down and give you 20, but he's shooting poorly from the floor. He's, he's just not the same guy. And I, I just see them going into the playoffs, thinking about last year when Tyler Hero was incredible for them. And if Victor Oladipo takes away some of those Tyler Hero minutes, some of that Tyler Hero flow that he needs to get into those 
those sets and the, and, and to get into that headspace where he is a master, a guy who that uh, Pat Riley didn't want to trade right now. I wonder what kind of backcourt they have. I wonder how good Victor Oladipo is going to be. Is he going to be able to be in a, in a smaller role where he isn't just coming down and chucking the way he is with Houston right now or with the way he did with Indiana? Because if he can, then, yeah, the Heat are a real threat. But I, I don't know how that chemistry and all that balance is going to work. Because, yeah, the idea of Victor Oladipo is really good, but he hasn't been Victor Oladipo, that all-star, that guy who went up against LeBron for a couple of years now. And, and so in a smaller role, maybe, but I'm, I'm, I'm questioning what Vic uh, can give. And the, the trade package that came back is that uh, makes it apparent that a lot of GMs are thinking the same way, right? Mm-hmm. Kelly Olenek, Avery Bradley, and a pick swap. You know, no real player uh, that the Rockets are going to keep around for a real long time. And I'm glad the Knicks didn't, you know, pull the trigger and just, you know, give up the world for Victor Oladipo and try and make him a number one option because he's not. The Miami Heat are trying to peg him into a system or put him into a system here and see if he can give them 20, 25 good minutes. But uh, I wonder how that's all going to work out for Vic. I'm not sold that he is going to be anything close to what he was a few years ago because he just hasn't been that guy. All right, let's keep it going here. Let's get to Trey's Bulls. All right, guess what? The Orlando Magic fire sale. I mean, everybody must go on Orlando. Uh, So we'll start with, yeah, Trey's Bulls. This was the uh, biggest deal of the day. I mean, a two-time All-Star going to Chicago. Vooch Island, yes, has moved uh, off the shore there of Chicago in, what is that, Lake Michigan? Al Farouk Aminu joins them. And the Magic, in return, get Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr. A lot of juniors, by the way, on the move today. A lot of, a lot Gary's, of Gary's on the move today, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then a couple picks there. Uh, two first-round picks. One this year, top four protected. And then 23, also top four protected. So, Trey, have at it. You, you, you got your Bulls jersey on. You got your Bulls car hat heart. Carhartt hat. I hate the name yeah, of their just, company. It's very frustrating. When Carhartt you say hat. Name. Yeah. What What do you think? Uh, you You were pumped on Twitter, so you're excited you with this me? move. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I should give this a B, an A, or a B because the Bulls are back. So it's all three. Are you kidding? The Bulls did exactly what I wanted. They went out and got an All Star to join with another All Star. They're acting like a major market, and it needed to happen. Ugly, ugly loss last night to the Cleveland Cavaliers. This was honestly, last night, the least back the Bulls have been in nearly three months. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I woke up this morning thinking the Bulls need another January 5th, and that's what happens. They cashed in the juicy Otto Porter trade chip. Everybody's saying he's just a buyout guy. No way they'll be able to find anybody for him, unless you have supreme confidence like I do. And they traded him for Nick Vucevic, an all-star in his prime, to make a real run at the playoffs. The fit is going to be perfect. The Bulls have needed a reliable second score this season. Vucevic is that 24 mm-hmm. and 12 this season, 40% from three. That's amazing. Love it. Love to see a big guy shooting threes out there too. But I also like four assists per game from Nick Vucevic. Part of the reason Zach Levine has had success this season alongside uh, Thad Young is that Thad Young is great in the short roll. They run a little pick and roll. He gets the ball at the free throw line. Maybe he kicks to the corner. Maybe he shoots a little dinker and dumper. It's looked nice. Vooch is good in the short roll, too. He's also dynamite in the pick and pop. 40% on catch and shoot threes. The Bulls have needed a center. They didn't get a stopper, but at least they get some production from that spot because this season they've been getting smashed by big guys. Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, Rudy Gobert. These are the best centers in the league. They killed the Bulls. Vooch isn't going to stop them, but he's going to get some of it back on offense. But for as much as I like this move on the court, 
I love it off the court because the Bulls are going all in on winning right here. Arturis Karnaschivas finally tipped his hand. He hadn't done much. He had hired Billy Donovan. That was great. It's worked out. But he finally put a stamp on this team at the trade deadline, clearly targeting players who can shoot, pass, and dribble, continuing to do so. Andy's showing, we're going to build with this group. We're going to try and win with Zach Levine in his prime here. And you know me, feeling pretty positive. This is going to awaken a sleeping giant in the NBA. You got two all-stars in their primes. Patrick Williams, a nice fit alongside both of them. Cap space in the summer, more cap space the next two years after. I offered you guys spots on the Bulls wagon earlier this week. (laughs) But I'm telling you, only the Nets have more All-Stars in the Eastern Conference. (laughs) Nobody else in the Eastern Conference improved more today. Today is a great day to get in (laughs) now and for the future. The Bulls, at the very least, are getting the sixth seed this year. Next year, they're going to have a home court advantage uh, playoff series. I think you should get in. This guy is high on the move. Lily, what do you think about Vooch Island? He loves Vooch. Obviously, he's in. Uh, we'll see. Well, listen, uh, the, the the Bulls obviously get the best player in, in the in the trade here, and that's what we always talk about. They gave up, really, two first-round picks and Wendell Carter, who hadn't quite worked out for them. So the Bulls improve here. And talking about the playoffs, well, the last two seasons, Vucevic has made the playoffs with the Magic. First season, he won, his team won one game, lost in five to the Raptors, and he was bad. Last season, against Milwaukee in the bubble, they won one game and lost in five, but he was outstanding. So mm-hmm. you're obviously, if you're Chicago and the Bulls do make the playoffs, you're hoping for more of, of what you saw down there in uh, Orlando rather than against the Raptors where he was just outplayed by Marcus Gasol. But, yeah, he's, he's been very good this season on a team that only has four wins fewer than the Chicago Bulls. So obviously this move from the Bulls front office is to try to get, you know, climb the standings. They've given up some of their future uh, draft picks mm-hmm. and they've given up a young piece in, in Carter to get him. So they are going to try to win now. Vucevic should improve them. Um, can he Can he have enough of an impact immediately for the remainder of this season? Possibly. You know, would, to, remains to be seen because sometimes these things can take a little bit of time. But I think if you are Chicago, and I think a lot of Bulls fans mostly are happy with this, they made another little move later in the day as well, uh, bringing in uh, Daniel Tice from the Boston Celtics. So another, you know, sort of bit like Vuce, a sort of a floor-spreading big man. Um, you know, so that's not a bad little addition there. But... I think if you're Chicago and you look about uh, what happened today, I didn't really see any rumors about Vucevic going to Chicago. I didn't really think that was on the radar. So good work there from uh, Karnishevas to get him. And, you know, if you if you, the team hasn't been sort of close for a long while, he saw those two picks and I guess thought it's worth giving those up to try to win now and to try to get back into the playoffs. So I think you have to go for it when you're a team uh, like Chicago who has, hasn't had a lot of success over the last few years and you obviously believe in Zach Levine. And Patrick Williams. So uh, they've made the right move. Now we just have to see it pan out on the court. And again, it's a lot of it is going to come down to the playoffs because if you face potentially the Bucks or the Nets in that first round, if you're the Bulls, that's going to be a very, very tough first round for them. Uh, but that could represent some sort of progress because the Bulls haven't really sniffed the playoffs for uh, a long time. Yeah. You just compare Daniel Tice to Nikola Vucevic, Lee. Well, he spreads the floor. He shoots those. <laughs> know, uh, right. You know, he can shoot the three. I think. I mean, he's not. He's a. He's a. You know, uh, what uh, poor man's version. But I think. Sure. I don't. I don't mind Tice uh, in oh. for what he can oh, bring. That's nice. Well, it's uh, interesting. Yeah. We thought Lowry Market might nice. be the Bulls player that got moved here today. Mm. And in mm-hmm. the end, it's it's Carter Jr. But Tass, what do you think? Uh, I will say, Vooch is on a pretty reasonable contract for a, for an all star like guy that puts up big numbers. Yeah, can he deliver in the playoffs? Remains to be seen. Again, uh, though he did last year. In the loss like like lee pointed out but 24 million next year and then it goes down right it's descending yep. salary 22 the next one. it's not brutal um but what do you think not at all 
I love my Vooch. You know, he's a 30-year-old all-star. Uh, I wonder, looking at the package, they get back the Magic. Two first-round picks is what it's basically based around. And then Wendell Carter Jr., yeah, Otto Porter, I don't think is a uh, long for Orlando. Obviously, they're going to give both Carter Jr. and Otto Porter a chance, but uh, this is really for two first-round picks. I think, hopefully, in the future, we'll find out what all the trade offers were for a, a player. Like, that's what the trade deadline should be at some point. we got to find out what these GMs are offering, because is this the best for Vooch? Uh, I, I think, you know, when you take a step back, maybe it is. I mean, he, he, I guess the Magic don't want to take a worse package, but I, I mean, like a 30-year-old All-Star, I, I guess, is what this would warrant. Uh, it's it's two first-round picks, really, uh, and and hopefully, you know, Carter Jr. Uh, works out there. But this was the time for them to cash in on Vooch. This was the time for the Magic to tear it down because, yeah, Vooch is going into his 30s, and, and hopefully uh, for the Bulls, yeah, these next couple of years are really great from uh, for him and Levine and, and the cap space. Uh, yeah, garners them somebody else that can help them out because I like when the Bulls are good. I think they're, you know, one of those sort of Knicks-type franchises. And uh, I'm excited to see Vooch and Zach Levine in fourth quarters work together because Mm -hmm. they stink in the fourth quarter. They're the worst NBA team, and Zach Levine needs some help. And Vooch, man, the guy can score from everywhere. Zach Levine has a partner now. And so this is going to be a, a fun couple months. And then, uh, yeah, a couple of years for Carnivorous. Yeah, pull the trigger, man. Go for it. Go I'm for like it. Somebody's on the Bulls wagon. <laughs> yeah, why the heck not? Why the heck not? Yeah, the I magic, man. They just, uh, they riff, really ripped down uh, the house today. Like, it's down to the basement. They just, they didn't leave the studs up or anything, the framework. It, they just, you just bulldozed the whole damn thing. In the end, they got, what, three future first-round picks, two seconds. You know, you got R.J. Hampton. You know, Carter Jr. in there around, hopefully Markel Fultz when he comes back, and Jonathan Isaac, and, yeah. and maybe they're confident that they can do a quick rebuild here. But, yeah, let's get to some of their other moves. Uh, the one I sort of called, we talked about a lot. It was Aaron Gordon going to the Denver Nuggets, and Gary Clark goes along with him. Is Gary Clark, did he drop the junior, by the way? Because he used to be a junior, or is a junior, but I don't see it attached to him anymore. So what's going on there? But anyway, Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark, maybe junior, go to Denver and uh, in exchange, Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and Dan- Denver's 25 first-round pick. Uh, Tess, we, we, we were all over this one. It's a nice fit, I think, uh, Aaron Gordon defensively, you know, replacing sort of Jeremy Grant, uh, Torrey Craig's to some extent. But what do you think? Yeah, for sure. The Denver Nuggets are going for it as well. Why the heck not? Uh, from the Magic's perspective – that's all you get is a first-round pick, really. I, I, you know, I love me some Gary Harris, and hopefully, uh, like another round-faced player in the NBA, Eric Gordon, he can turn it around on another team here because Gary Harris was peaking a few years ago. Uh, like Eric Gordon, peaked at the beginning of his career, then they you know, kind of just fell off. He just hasn't been right. Hopefully, a, a new place uh, in Orlando can help him uh, elevate. But that's all, they're, that's all they're getting. Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, who hasn't – you know, he's a rook, but – uh, and a future first round pick. I don't know. I would assume you could get more for Aaron Gordon, but I guess that's the way she rolls right now. Uh, that's that's what the Nuggets get, and um, or that's what the Magic get for for Aaron Gordon. And the Nuggets are just rolling with it. It is exciting for them uh, to to be pairing Jokic Porter with Jamal Murray, uh, and uh, I, I am excited to see how that all works out. Aaron Gordon for him going to another franchise where he isn't the star and to be you know, a little bit further down in the pecking order 
I, I think that would will work out for him really, really well. He doesn't have to be uh, a scorer on that team. And, and hopefully just being around Jokic and Jamal Murray, he kind of he settles into that role really well. But it is confusing, Skeets. I, like, I know this was sort of the package, but this mm-hmm. is confusing to me from the Magic side. I know they get three first-round picks when all is said and done. Yeah. But do they have a guy you know, from this Gary Harris, Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter, R.J. Hampton quad, quadrant, or, you know, four guys here that it are, is going to be part of their future for a long time? Uh, I, I think the best part of their day was really Terrence Ross and his tweet because the Magic have <laughs> traded all their players now. Yep. Terrence Ross tweets, I'm the captain now. Uh, you know, the, that's, that is the best. <laughs> Look at me. I'm the captain now. That's the best tweet of the day, no doubt. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm just a little puzzled. Like, those picks aren't going to be great for Orlando. No, no. Uh, I, so. I can't even believe the Bulls, both of them, are even protected. I, they couldn't yeah. even get one of them, like, unprotected, like the second one. So that was well done by Chicago. I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I think they're hoping, like, R.J. Hampton turns into something special. Yeah, Trey and I are high on him, so maybe he gets the opportunity there. And Carter Jr., Carter, he's yeah. going to be a keeper. He's yeah, solid. I think, so I think most, most Bulls fans would have preferred to trade Lowry Markkinen over Wendell Carter Jr., even throwing out the contract status with Markin and being a restricted free agent come summertime. Uh, Wendell Carter Jr., you know, he was pitched as the next Al Horford, a ball mover who talks on defense and can kind of guard guys from the perimeter to the rim. He's just been really struggling with a lack of confidence playing alongside the Bulls. And it started last season with Jim Boylan. Uh, what's his name? Wendell Carter Jr. would catch the ball at the top of the key. The guy wouldn't even look at the basket. There was nobody around him. He's just kind of fallen off a little bit as an offensive player, but he's talented and he seems like he's going to be a good defender. I know he's a humongous recruit in high school. Uh, I think he was in the Zion class. He obviously got overshadowed there, but I do think that Wendell Carter Jr., if he's allowed to play through his mistakes, if he's allowed to just get some confidence back, he can be a keeper. For the Magic, I also think R.J. Hampton, it's worth rolling the dice on him. You never know what's going to pan out. And maybe Gary Harris is able to play his way into a little bit better trade value here in the future. Then you can swing him for another pick or another player who helps out sometime uh, down the line. Lee, what do you think of the Nuggets' title chances adding Aaron Gordon uh, and what they had to give up? Because we thought maybe it would be Will Barton. In the end, it's Gary Harris. We thought maybe Bull Bull would have to be in the mix. In the end, you know, it's just R.J. Hampton. And it's really only – it's the one pick. Uh, What did I say? In 25 there. Yeah. Um, So what do you think of the the Nuggets uh, getting Aaron Gordon? I I think uh, the potential is that they very much improve with Aaron Gordon if he is the Gordon that we know he can be. If he's not, then, you know, they've given up Gary Harris, who wasn't a part of their team. They've given up R.J. Hampton, who could have had a future there. But but it was it's worth the risk, and that future first round pick is down the line far enough that it's not really going to affect them for now. So when you are the Nuggets, you've got to make uh, these sort of deals, and I think that Aaron Gordon again, athletically on the defensive end, he fits what they like to do, and that's get out and run. You know, he's going to be able to cause some turnovers, run down the other end, and dunk the ball. That's all he needs to do, and hit those threes when he's open. If he can do that, then the Nuggets have got a really good deal here. Uh, if he's the sort of guy though who pouts a little bit, can't find his form, that shot's not falling and he gets a bit sloppy and lazy on defense, then it's not a great move for them. But ultimately, who these guys were that they've given up weren't really playing anyway. So uh, worth a flyer. The Nuggets had to do something. I think they're close, not but uh, not close enough. I think Aaron Gordon is, is that guy. He's a young guy. I really think a new coach, a new change of team is going to be the sort of thing that uh, uh, rejuvenates him and unlocks him. Because, I 100% agree with that. Yeah. He, he, I think he's got so much potential and talent, but, uh, you know, his mind wasn't in the right place. And when you've been on a team like the Magic, okay, they have made the playoffs the last two seasons, 
But ultimately, it's like you're just making the, up the numbers, you know. So now he goes to a team that has real championship aspirations over the next two, three, four seasons with Jamal Murray and Nikola Jokic, superstar players. And now they add that piece who's like, you're not expected to be much more than just a very good role player. You'll get so many opportunities and so much time if you reward the team and the coaches by uh, playing the right way. So great spot for Aaron Gordon to be in. Now it's on him to go out there and show the, uh, the Nuggets what he's got. Mm-hmm. TK, anything to add from the Nuggets side of things? I just think it's kind of interesting that they needed a Jeremy Grant replacement. Aaron Gordon is going to be their Jeremy Grant replacement, but it's kind of got to be an opposite Jeremy Grant here because Jeremy Grant left the Nuggets so that he could have more responsibility, more ball handling chances playing yeah. with uh, the Detroit Pistons. It's the exact opposite for Aaron Gordon. He's coming into a, uh, a situation where they're going to need him to do less, but the things he is going to be doing are going to be a lot more important alongside Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. He's got to fill in the gaps there. And, you know, I think that after losing for the majority of his career down in Orlando, maybe that's a sacrifice he'll be willing to make going to a team that's going to be playing deep into the playoffs. Just so everybody knows, if you're joining us here on the stream team, uh, we do take this show here and flip it into a podcast so you can listen to it later. You can subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for the No Dunks podcast. Sorry, Tass, did I interrupt you there? But that's no, good. good. I'm glad you told people that. But I, I just confirmed this. Sorry to be a Gary geek here for a second. Yes. But somebody, somebody chatted this. Somebody in the, in the stream team said all Garys were traded today. And that's 100% true. All yep. three Garys in the league were traded today. I just wanted to make sure that there was no other Garys out there. Uh, so I'm going to have a drink tonight, uh, considering that's my alter ego. My, yeah. My, my alter baby. ego. Oh, baby. Oh, you, you got to show up to happy hour as Gary tonight, Tass. Come on. Yeah, you got to trade Tass Mellis for Gary Mellis today. Yeah. <laughs> Not a chance. But I'll be there. I'll, I'll be there. So, yeah, un- unbelievable. Everybody dropping their juniors. Every Gary trade. Well, Gary Payton. And the second wasn't traded. That's a good oh, point. Well, he's, he's in the G League, right? right. Yeah, he's in the G League. <laughs> nice. Where's, uh, where's uh, Mitch McGarry? <laughs> <laughs> Just hanging out somewhere. What about right. Garrison Matthews? Is he? Uh, is that too Ooh, much of a stretch? <laughs> All uh, right. Thanks, basketball reference for the joke. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder love a hang loose hand or a salute but man it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back ouch we all carry around different stressors big and small when we keep them bottled up it can start to affect us negatively therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash no dunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Let's uh, let's go to the third, I guess, um, is it their final trade of the day? I think so. It's their third star player heading out, and it's Evan Fournier, don't Google him, to the Celtics. 
for two second round picks. Lee, you're, you're giggling away over there. You still like the Google joke. I think Evan Fournier was actually <laughs> yeah, tweeting yeah, about yeah. it, wasn't he? Which is pretty he funny was, to yeah. Celtics fans. Um, well, yeah, what do you think? Not a lot to get Evan Fournier, who uh, I, we were talking before, obviously, the deadline of, uh, yeah, he could be like a sort of Gordon Hayward replacement type player. Obviously, he can give you 20 and does a little bit of everything. But what do you think? Yeah, I think this is really good for the Celtics because basically they gave up those two first round, uh, two second round picks, excuse me, um, and they could absorb his contract for that Kemba Walker, uh, uh, Gary, sorry, Gordon Hayward uh, trade exception, and they keep Fournier's bird right, so they can still have some of that uh, trade exception to use in the off season if he doesn't resign. Right. Now, I think there's like 11 million left. There, about that, it's about yeah. it's it's around about that. Now, Keith Smith, uh, thanks to him for tweeting out his numbers here for Evan uh, Fournier this season: 20 points a game, 46, 39, 80 percent shooting splits. That's pretty good for two yeah. second round picks. He's probably going to come off the bench. Yeah, um, you know, if you've seen Evan Fournier over his career, he just comes out and he can get hot and he can light up the box score. So uh, this is really Good for the Celtics. We knew they were in talks to maybe get Harrison Barnes. I think it would have cost them a little bit more to get him. The Magic were kind of like, all right, we'll take two second-round picks. Why not? That's uh, that's fine by us. So if you're the Celtics, you, you basically gave up virtually nothing to get a guy who's young enough who can come out there and score for you and give them a little bit of extra punch off the bench. So and I really like Marcus this. Smart, whose name was coming up in a lot of trades. Yeah, numbers, yeah, exactly. Which, they, which they you kept, didn't want to give up, obviously. They yeah. kept uh, they kept him, and um, you know, uh, again, so you 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 get a little chance here to maybe re-sign Evan Fournier to next season. So if you give up second round picks just for that, I think it's worth it. And the Celtics had to do something as well. Now they made a couple of other uh, little moves here, but this is a team started off the season well, really have fallen in a bit of a heap. This addresses one of their needs, and that is just another guy who can score for them. So uh, I think this is a, a an A for the Boston Celtics. Oh, throwing an A for the Beatdown yeah. Boys. Okay. Sure, why not? I saw Jay King was tweeting that Evan Fournier has already made like 73 three-pointers this season, and the entire Celtics bench is like 100 more than that. The entire bench. So, he, yeah. yeah, if he's coming off the bench, he should help with the shooting. Uh, Trey, what do you think of this? Would you go as high as grading it an A? Well, Skeets, I would give it a B for beans, obviously, but <laughs> I think that's a fair grade for it as well. There was, I mean, Evan Fournier, we're calling him a star, a 20-point-per-game scorer, fair enough, and he was doing it on the Magic. He's not a huge star, but the Celtics didn't have to give up a whole bunch to give him, just a couple of second-round picks. They get to keep Marcus Smart, Skeets, like you're mentioning, which I think is huge, a mm-hmm. huge part of the culture for Boston. Uh, the player that we were talking about coming back would help save their season as they were kind of scuttling there before the All-Star break. We'll see if that c- comes to pass. Um, they they traded away Daniel Tice, apparently because he missed the corner three last night. If he makes it, maybe he gets to stick around in Boston. Uh, but there's still moves to be made for the Celtics. They still need to do something on the buyout market, bring in some kind of a big guy, especially moving out Tice, who has been starting for the past couple of seasons and not really replacing him. They got Mo Wagner from the Bulls, which I don't think you're probably going to start him if you're the Celtics. Maybe I guess it'll be Tristan Thompson, but still seems like they need another big guy there, but at least they added a little bit of wing depth to their bench. Yes, was this disappointing uh, in the end for the Celtics, or do you like this move? In a vacuum, I love this move. Evan Fournier is a baller. You know, he just he he doesn't he doesn't shy away from taking shots. He's going to come in off the bench and uh, he he's going to fire away. The numbers are really really good for him this year. He's having his best shooting year uh, here at this point of his career. And if he's coming off the bench, yeah, I think he can replace Gordon Hayward. He's you know doesn't make plays like Gordon Hayward, but uh, yeah, he can fill it up. And so the talk was maybe they'd have JJ Redick. 
uh, in a trade possibility for for the Celtics to to help out that bench. Well, this is far better than that. I do think that the Daniel Tice thing is a little weird. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, if they get they get thinner up front, uh, mm-hmm. or are they just going to go super duper small uh, a lot of the time? You know, Tristan Thompson might start, uh, and then. You know what are the what are they going to play at, uh, as a backup five? Yeah, Mo Wagner, I, I guess. We got Luke to... Cornett as well from the Bulls, fifteenth all time in seven footers with three pointers <laughs> made in NBA history. Fifteenth all time. Sounds like Eric Reed with that. I got two stats for Luke Cornett. Number one. <laughs> He's 15th all-time in three-pointers made by a seven-footer in NBA history. Number two, he's first all-time in three-pointers made by a seven-footer in NCAA history. Wow. You're getting a shooter, Celtics. Oh, yeah. <laughs> walking bucket right there. Right? Yeah, <laughs> no, give him an A-plus. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to space it out for him. Yeah, I, I guess there's just there's not really many excuses left in Boston now. It's I mean, they, they have a, enough players. They have enough talent. Uh, you know, it, I just think about last year. Oh, Robert Williams obviously is going to play a lot at center. Uh, I just think about their team last year that went to a conference finals. This team now, Evan Fournier replaces Gordon Hayward. They're just as talented. Uh, they they should be a good team. It's just it has to come within. I mean, it really, they're just not playing to their capability. They got to figure things out in the locker room. Evan Fournier is a nice little boost. Uh, nice for him to finish off his Orlando Magic career with a game winner last night. So good for him. Good for uh, good for the Celtics. It's a, it's a great pickup, you know. And he's he's in a good role. Yeah, he, like Trey mentioned, you know, he's not a star player, but uh, able to fill it up. And now in a great six man role, most likely. And now Marcus Smart doesn't have to do as much scoring, which would you know bode well for the Celtics scoring opportunities. All right, keeping it moving here. Back to the Raptors. They didn't trade Kyle Lowry, but they did trade. Norm, Norman Powell, headed to the Portland Trailblazers in exchange for Gary Trent Jr. as another junior and Rodney Hood. Tass, you can grade this, give your opinion on Norm leaving the Raptors. You can wax poetically about that. What's your take? Yeah, it's it's been a great run for Norm. He saved many a playoff series for the Toronto Raptors. If things don't go that way in 2016 against the Pacers or oh. then against the Bucs, you know, things could blow up. Things could be a lot different. They don't win a championship possibly just because of how Norm uh, flipped a couple series with that dunk in 2016. Just watch that again. Man, it's great having fans in arenas. That was oh, a fun time. Right? <laughs> That's true. Though you're, I mean, you're right, though. I mean, in a weird way, a couple times, like you said, did he save like that Raptors run, the We the North vibe of it all? Like yeah, they lose the that game, I, you know. I, probably because yeah he did the same thing the next year against the bucks also game five he like popped off for like 23 points and then he had a couple this this gets forgotten but he had a couple really good games in the 2019 eastern conference finals versus the bucks um at double, home in that series yeah when, when they were down OT game yeah. yeah that's exactly right yeah game three huge plays in the fourth and the double ot at 19 off the bench and then he had an 18 off the bench in game four and it felt like every time he got the ball, I remember in that game, he was shooting a three. I think he had like 12 or 13 three-point attempts in that game. But I think that gets forgotten because he didn't do much in the finals that year, the championship run. But uh, yeah, big moments in big playoff series. He's been there for a long time. I was sad to see Norm go. I got to be honest. But I'm, I'm excited about what the Raps are getting back, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's a, it's a good move. It's definitely uh, – it's it's a young Norm in Gary Trent Jr. I mean, that, that's basically what they're trading for here. Uh, and – uh, it's a great contract that Gary Trent Jr. has. Norman Powell has become who he is, you know, the last few years. Gary Trent Jr. is not quite the player that Norman Powell is. 
but he could get there. And uh, I think it's okay uh, for in this trade for the Blazers to get the we the norm slogan. You know, they are they are actually further north oh, than boy. Toronto, yep. which is crazy. Uh, so they can take that part of the slogan. Uh, the, the Raps didn't want to sign Norman Powell to a, another big deal. Uh, uh, he's coming up as a restricted or a free agent this offseason. And so it makes sense. Like you sit back and you say, well, all this praise for Norm, why don't you just keep the guy? He's not, he's not a geezer, but Gary Trent Jr. is a lot younger. I think he lines up better with Fred and Pascal. So I think it makes sense. Uh, it's a good return for Norm Powell. I think it's a good trade for both sides. And the Blazers are uh, got to be happy with Norm at, uh, playing at his peak. I mean, he, he has been really, really impressive this year to turn into what he's turned into uh, that's awesome. It's great player development for the Raps, and now the, the Blazers are going to reap those benefits immediately. He's going to help out big time. Yeah, I mean, we're fawning over Evan Fournier and his shooting ability and his ability to score 20 points per game. I mean, that's what basically Norm's doing. I mean, he's on fire this year. Over the last little bit, he's been crazy there. He's got the opportunity with a lot of the guys out. Uh, Lee, what did you think uh, from both sides, the Blazers and the Raptors? Throw some grades on it. What do you think? Yeah, well, I think Norm Powell has played himself into probably $20 million a year going forward. He's got a player option for next season, $11 million. He's going to opt out of that because he's going to get paid. And the Raptors have got OG, they've got uh, Siakam, and they've got Fred Van Vliet on big money. I just think Masai was like, we can't really afford to pay him, so we'll see if we can get something in return. And you get Gary Trent, who's averaging 15 points a game, shooting 40% on seven and a half threes a game. Not a bad return because now you get him, and if he continues to improve like that, he basically gives you what Norm was giving you. Um, mm-hmm. So this is this is good for both ends. I'm not sure what Rodney Hood's going to do, if he's going to stick around in Toronto or not. A uh, bit of a hot guaranteed for next year. So. No. So, yeah. uh, you know, he was more just to make the deal work. But uh, if you're the Blazers, I think it's a good move for them. I think it uh, gives them another scorer. Uh, uh, you know, he's an upgrade on Gary Trent, and they can take a flyer in it. They need another guy who can go out there, play the same way, hit those shots. He's a bit frustrating at times. I think that was a thing with Norm. He had his, uh, he certainly at times during his Raptors tenure, fans wanted him out the door as quick as they could. And other times he was like, he's getting a statue at some point of his career because right. he was, he was a bit up and down, but this sure. season and probably last season as well, he, he became a lot more consistent. So good on him for, uh, for, for getting to a position where the Raptors just couldn't really afford him in the end. He's going to yeah. go to a, he's going to go to a, a situation where he gets paid really well. Uh, and he, and he's earned that. Uh, but Gary Trent, yeah, he's having a pretty good season. So for the Raptors, they're just going to run out the clock pretty much now on this season and get a look at Gary Trent and see what he's worth in the future. Uh, because yeah, he's still on his rookie contract. So they're basically, he's basically, you're basically an intern in the NBA when you're on your rookie contract. Um, and, uh, he's playing really well. So for the Blazers, I give it, uh, you know, B and, uh, for the Raptors, for you as well. Why not? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I mean, I, I guess I'm a little perplexed from the Blazers side of things. Like, bringing in Norman Powell, who has proven he could score and, and can and hit the three, but he's not helping the Blazers in what they really need, which is maybe some defense. They didn't really address that TK here at the, at the deadline, in my opinion. Again, I am a Norm fan. He probably will pop off in a couple of playoff games, uh, as we just talked about, like he did for the Raptors. But defensively, Norm is not there and will never be there, in, in my opinion. And hmm. the Blazers probably could use someone like that. I think it would have been a lot better if they could have got Aaron Gordon. I would have been much more excited for their chances to go a little deeper in the playoffs than Norm. But what, what say you, TK? I think that's a fair point. They definitely need some defense. They could use a big guy, but I suppose at least in this move, you could make the argument that the Blazers are opening a roster spot. Maybe that goes to a buyout guy like LaMarcus Aldridge because the Blazers mm-hmm. also did need a little bit more bench scoring, I think. And like Tass is saying, like y'all are saying, 
Norm is going to be, I think Norm is going to be better for the Blazers this season than Gary Trent Jr. is. The Raptors, they're getting a player back. He'll approximate Norm's production, at least in the future. He fits in with the Toronto culture. He's going to be a restricted free agent in the summit in the summer, a little more cost certainty. I think this is a good deal all around. Yeah, maybe this is not necessarily the area you expected the Blazers uh, to go with their trade deadline, but we just got the news today from Yusuf Nurkic that Yusuf Nurkic will be returning. So that <laughs> helps their defense, makes their bench a little bit better too, sending Ennis Cantor to the bench where he's probably most effective and mm-hmm. uh, definitely is a second scorer there alongside Norm Powell. So yeah, you know, they gave up basically two first round picks for Robert Covington over the off season, which was a big move that was supposed to help their defense. They're just relying on him to be a little bit better as well. And also not sinking uh, more into players who maybe do not move the needle a whole bunch. You could get into trouble if you trade three first round picks for Robert Covington and Aaron Gordon, I think. Fair enough. A little factoid from this deal here today, too. I saw it going around Twitter. I saw it from Aaron Bronstetter, but Portland traded Gary Trent Sr. to the Raptors in 1998. Remember that, Tess? And uh, a year later, Gary Trent Jr. was born. And so here we go uh, from the Blazers and the Raptors, again, dealing a Gary Trent some 23 years later. Life is a circle or something like that. Life is a circle. Yeah, who knows what the saying is. It's been a long day. So both Trents have played for both now the Blazers and the Raptors. Has uh, has the young Gary dropped his junior? Is he one of those? No, I think he is a junior. Mm -hmm. I think so. He's kept it up? Yeah, I think so. I think I most it. most juniors do keep the junior, but I'm telling you, what happened to Gary no, Clark? No. You're right. No, their people are dropping them for sure. Yeah, you, oh. seniors are are adding them to their names like Marcus Morse, uh, <laughs> but juniors are dropping. They want to be their own men. Mm. Don't, don't make me, you know, just associate me with my dad. Like Jaron Jackson Jr., he's still a junior. Yeah, there's still a lot. Otto Porter Jr. is still a junior. You think? Kevin Porter Jr. is still a junior. Or is he? Is he just Kevin Porter now? Hmm. You know, these are the big questions we're asking here on the stream team. Let's keep it going. Uh, I think I've figured out the uh, details to this next trade while we've been talking here. You can tell me if I'm wrong, guys. I'll throw it up. The Mavericks are getting J.J. Redick, uh, Hmm. uh, Melly, Smelly Melly, and the Pelicans in return (laughs) are getting James Johnson, Wesley Wundu, and a second-round pick. Again, uh, I'm going off of Andrew Lopez there on Twitter while we were doing this show. So I, I, I trust him to come through with the details. Uh, Lee, uh, we thought Reddit could be a buyout candidate. Uh, mm. I was a little shocked that in the end he gets moved here at the deadline. Uh, what do you think of the Mavericks acquiring him and what it took to get him? Yeah, well, the Mavericks, I thought we're going to make some sort of move. I thought it might have been a little bit bigger than this, but uh, JJ Reddick is a veteran who will go out there and hit threes, but he just has not been doing it this season. In Orlando, he's having a terrible season, which I just did not think was going to be the case playing with Stan Van Gundy again. So uh, the Mavericks basically just like, yeah, okay, we can give up James Johnson a Wundu and uh, a second round pick. It's yeah, there's, there's just not much. There's, this deal is not really going to shake the foundations of the Western Conference by any means. Uh, but with Luca out on the floor, Melly also uh, spreads the floor. Basically, that's what it is. The Mavericks are like, let's just get more offense. Let's just try to see if we can uh, score as many points as we possibly can because defensively, they uh, neither of these guys bring anything. James Johnson and Wes actually are sort of more defensive-minded players. So I think the Mavericks have just decided we're just going to try to outscore teams and outshoot them as much as possible. But, yeah, JJ Redick... Um, Really surprising. I thought that was a good situation, a veteran in New Orleans there for a young team that was hoping to make the playoffs. But from early on, he was just out of the rotation. And he's injured now, but, uh, you know, how how much of that is maybe they were just not playing him to make a deal like this. So, uh, you know, 
This one's a C. Okay, yeah. wow. Yeah. Everyone just gets a C. I mean, it's yeah. just, this we, is a we, deal we for the... a lot of C's, uh, C pluses coming up yeah. here in the rest of the show. <laughs> this is a deal for the sake of having a deal. You know, it's not really... No so what, there, maybe the Mavericks are hoping that he can replicate what Seth Curry was giving them uh, from, the, yeah. from, from the shooting position once upon a time. But you're right. Redick has struggled with his shot. Uh, Trey or Tass, uh, anything to add? to the Mavs getting JJ there in his podcast? What do you think? Well, it's a great point. They do get the podcast. Yeah. That's big. We're going to have Boban on that podcast. So That's nice. It's a win for us. That's a good get for the Mavs. Good get for <laughs> JJ Reddick to tap into that pipeline there. James Johnson on an expiring contract. So I guess nice job by the Mavericks to get something for him in return, leaning into the offense. You know I'm never mad at that when a team says defense. What's that? Let's just shoot threes the whole time. I'm in. <laughs> Yeah, you talk about the Blazers leaning into offense. I mean, Luka Doncic is going to have more space than anybody in NBA history, right? He's going to have more space than Shaq at the three-point line with all these shooters that he's playing with. Like, they don't really have any defensive-minded guys because they're trading them away. They do have uh, Dorian Finney-Smith to to stop some guys. But, yeah, you line up. Josh Richardson. Even Nikola Melli. Oh, yeah, Josh. I forgot about Josh. But, yeah, Luka, Porzingis, J.J. Redick. Melly on the floor and Tim Hardaway. I mean, they could just try and beat you with the three-point shot. So that's maybe it's not a recipe for winning a lot of playoff series, but it's a recipe for interest from me just to see how many points they can put on the board and points that they allow. It's going to be some high-scoring <laughs> games once they get to the playoffs. Our next little uh, somewhat minor deal here. The Clippers got their point guard, and it's Rondo. Oh, I can't wait for Lee's take on this. Uh, it took them Lou Williams, sweet Lou Williams, going back to the Hawks, and two second-round picks, and then some cash. Uh, Twitter had some fun with this one, Lee. I mean, it was like Mad Libs out there on Twitter with this trade. Playoff Rondo, championship intangibles, lemon pepper wet chicken wings, Magic City, the Trey Lou backcourt will give up 10,000 points, you know, whatever. Um but, you know, the Clips thought they needed a point guard, like a, a vet to sort of run things. And we've seen Rondo recently have success in the playoffs. Do you think he continued to do that and help out uh, LAC here in, the, in a title quest? Well, possibly. I mean, I'm not a big Rondo fan, but at times in the playoffs last season, he was good for the Lakers. Not every game. He has those games where he stinks and they all of a sudden just get ignored by the uh, Rondo lovers out there. But uh, <laughs> this was a terrible signing by the Hawks. 15 million for two years. It was a bad move. Uh, so I, I know they realized that early enough where they're like, yeah, let's get rid of him. Lou Williams coming back in a couple of picks. I mean, uh, that's that's really what it is. Lou Williams surprisingly was on the out of there in uh, LA. We knew that his name was uh, being being t- tossed around in talk. So a little surprised because of what Lou does give you off the bench most of the time. He hasn't been uh, playing all that well lately the last couple of seasons. So maybe he's lost a little bit of his spark there. But mm-hmm. I think when you are a bench player, you need to be a scorer more than a distributor. So uh, will Rondo slot into the starting lineup there? I doubt it. Um, but, uh, you know, the, the Hawks, they shouldn't have signed him to that. I mean, he was only there for the money and he showed it out on the court. Barely tried, barely put in. And that's, again, why he's known as playoff Rondo because he doesn't put in during the regular season. He doesn't mentor young players. He doesn't ever – there's no evidence he's ever helped a younger player out. So, you know, him being there sort of to support Trey Young – wasn't the right move for the Atlanta Hawks. So they uh, they get rid of him. He goes to a situation where he should be more motivated now because the Clippers will make the playoffs and they have championship aspirations. So if he can perform in the playoffs like he has done at times, then this is a good move here for the Clippers. If you get in the guy who just sort of feels like it when he plays when he feels like it, 
then, you know, Lou Williams is out the door anyway. So you're giving up those second round picks and that's all it is. But uh, I'm just glad that the, uh, well, I'm not glad. The Hawks shouldn't have signed him in the first place, but uh, I think they realised <laughs> They realized a while ago, yeah, this is a bad signing, and now they get off that contract. Uh, is there any concern, Trey, of, uh, I don't know, Rondo and Paul George butting heads or something <laughs> like that uh, in a game or a playoff series? Or, or what do you think of this, uh, the playoff Rondo myth, that is? Rondo helps the Clippers more than he helps the Hawks. Shout out to the finessing, getting a two-year, $15 million <laughs> deal. And, Tess, I think you mentioned that if uh, Rondo's team makes the playoffs – He's got another bonus for that as well, an extra 750 k This guy's got a great agent because yeah. now he's going back to a city where he just won a championship to play for a better team. It seems like a mistake for the Hawks, but it was not a mistake for Rajon Rondo and the Los Angeles Clippers. A veteran creator, another guy who can move the ball, has been on their checklist since the offseason. It was going to be tough for them all along to get Kyle Lowry. I think this is a decent fallback option. Uh, the question for me with regards to Lou Williams, do you think he sticks around in Atlanta for the playoff push, or is this going to be a buyout? Because the Hawks also get cash as well, which could therefore pay for the buyout. Yeah, I don't know. Tess, what do you think? Is Lou going to be in Atlanta here for at least this playoff push? And then you can talk to the, the Clippers side of things if you want to. What do you think? Yeah, I think he'll stick around for this postseason just because they are pretty banged up. Like Chris Dunn hasn't played yet. Um, they have Brandon Goodwin, but I think they would keep him around. I know he's you know lost his fastball a little bit, uh, but uh, yeah, I, I I could see him you know sticking around for the rest of, of this run. And because uh, yeah, it was a good return for for Rajon Rondo to be able to get two second round picks. Uh, I know that, you know, second round picks don't score buckets, but that's all right for them. Uh, okay. And so, um, yeah, the Clippers are the winner of this deal because they got the guy who's probably going to make the most impact on the floor. I think the Clippers just needed another a-hole. And I know some people may say, oh, the Clippers have plenty of those. And, <laughs> and, and some people may think, well, they're, they're you know, they're probably the most unlikable team uh, in the NBA now that they have Rajon Rondo, but he's a good type of a-hole to have. Draymond Green tweeted, this was the best trade of the day. I think the Clippers need wow. – the Clippers just need – Draymond Green really likes to lean into and take. Oh, he's got to be great man. on TV, man. Oh, That's why yeah. he's so good. He already knows to go for the extremes. Oh, well, I think that you see the Clippers and, and they just – they don't have uh, – they just don't have a lot of fight a lot of the time, and yeah. so to have to have a guy like that to who's say, a known yeah, quitter. Well, <laughs> he, he quit on the Celtics. He quit well, on the. You Mavs. saw him play last year for the Lakers. He won a championship. On, he was their I know, but, well, but let's go through his history. He quit on the Celtics when he yes. went big three with it. He quit on the Mavericks to the point where the Mavericks team were like, "We're not even giving him his playoff bonus." So uh, all the young team, players loved him, Lee. T- team sure, USA. Sure, the locker room was completely divided, but all the young players took Rondo's side on that one. Team USA, when he knew he wasn't going to make it, he quit on Team USA, quit on the Kings, quit on the Pelicans. Rondo, when he's in a situation when he can win, he puts in. When he's not, he quits. If the, Rondo if the is living rent-free in her head, man. I don't <laughs> well, know no, what the hell things, happened. But... Why do these things get ignored, though? He's got a history of quitting when the going gets tough. That's what he does. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't he, think they're being ignored. They're trading him because he's not working out in Atlanta. But it, he, no, but I'm saying he's going people... to a winning franchise. 
uh, a team that's winning right now. So he's going to help them because you're right. Like he's, he didn't work in Sacramento, didn't work in Dallas. He's butts heads with a lot of people. Uh, but the, the Clippers need some headbutt. They need, <laughs> they need a guy who is a jerk in the, in the locker Maybe room. So. They just, they fall apart. Uh, too too many times, so uh, it's it's a better fit than Lou Williams, that's for sure. And Draymond Green, yeah, it might be a little hyperbole, but it makes it makes logical sense to get another jerk when your team just kind of it, it, it just kind of kind of falls apart. Uh, I'm not sure how he's going to bring them together though. Uh, for a guy who's just going to if, uh, if again if they're the losing. locker room, they need someone on the court to be a bit of a leader and show them yeah. what the hell to do and get the ball to the right guys when you need to and stuff like. They that. need a point guard. So he's a, he's, a, he's a coach on the floor at this point. You're not wrong, Lee. I'm not disagreeing with like going through his you know his uh, checkered past there with some teams, but he's also been super successful on two teams uh, to win championships in Boston and yeah, LA. But, but, so we'll, yeah. you know, we'll see which one we get here with the Clippers. Yeah. But he's always been like the fourth or fifth best player on that he's team. He's coming in to be scoring twenty five a game here. Oh, yeah. I know, but but that's what that's that's what I'm saying is like he gets a pass. I in, in my opinion, he gets a pass for those times where he's like, we're not going to win, so I'm just not even going to try. He he doesn't compete when he yeah. knows the things when the, the odds are against him. Instead, he's just like, all right, I'm quitting on this. I'm not playing here. I'm not playing hard when there's nothing for me to win. When he has a chance to win, oh yeah, I'll play now. It's like when you're playing pickup and the cute girl walks up and everyone starts playing hard, hustling for the ball, <laughs> diving on the ground. When she's not there though, he's like, nah, I'm done. I'm losing. I'm I've out. never seen you dive on the ground once in your life. <laughs> <laughs> you just go three point line to three point line. There's never any girls who wallet. come to watch us play our pickup run <laughs> no, on a Wednesday a night. So. That's a good point. <laughs> uh, Steve, Steve Ballmer will be courtside for the Clippers. You think he's cute enough for Rajon Rondo to be <laughs> trying hard? I think so. And, and yeah, that seven hundred fifty thousand uh, dollar playoff bonus. I mean, I just, I don't know. It was, it was publicized. John Hollinger publicized it. You know, I don't know. Some of these uh, bonuses, you know, they just kind of they're written in contracts and we don't see them. Uh, but yeah, I thought that could be a motivator for Rondo in Atlanta. Uh, and you know, they could very well make the playoffs. But now he's going to LA, and unless you know that was scratched, that was uh, wiped from his contract, that Steve Ballmer's got to pay that. Bang, it's okay. He's got the money. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's developers, developers, developers. <laughs> it's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I got to cut out a bit. I got to switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds, sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation, perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. All right, let's keep it going. We'll uh, start to fly through some of the uh, more minor <laughs> trades today. Uh, back to your bulls, though. I had to edit this one on the fly, TK. And so apologies to everybody. I sort of think I have it right, at least to some extent. But the bulls got earlier 
Troy Brown Jr. I think he keeps the junior uh, Tass on that one. <laughs> Mo Wagner, who was then traded to the Celtics for Daniel Tice, as we've uh, alluded to here. And the Wizards get Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson. Um, so, Trey, yeah, again, the Tice thing makes this a little different, but what'd you, what'd you think? Yeah. I would have been happy if this was the only move the Bulls make. <laughs> Just a little back of the roster churn, because obviously, you know, I mean, these are not huge names, any of the five guys no. that were involved in these couple of trades here. But Daniel Gafford is a solid energy guy off the bench as a backup big man. But obviously bringing in Vucevic, that's not as much of a need right now for the Bulls. So they flip it. They're able to get a guy like Daniel Tice, who's a bit more of a floor stretcher, I do believe. Seems to fit in with the pass, dribble, shoot kind of Bulls era we're going into right now. Troy Brown Jr., he's going to help playing defensively. I forgot he was such a high draft pick pretty recently. I guess if you're a Bulls fan, you can make an argument that they're replacing one 2018 first rounder in Wendell Carter Jr. with another one in <laughs> Troy Brown Jr. Uh, but I guess yeah. you could. Yeah, I guess you could if you're if you're uh, if you're a positive beat like old Trey Kirby. But uh, these are minor moves. I just think the Bulls got a little bit better on the deep bench here. And Tice, um, I was happy when it was Mo Wagner. You know, we got a little bit of history. Had him on the starters a long time ago. He went to Michigan, so I love him. But Daniel Tice is a better player than yeah. Mo Wagner. He's been more established. He's been starting playoff games. And even if he can't hit a three-pointer from the corner with less than one second left, I still think he could have a solid impact uh, trying to get into the play-in tournament, trying to actually win a playoff series, something like that. So smart moves by the Bulls, just little tiny moves, but they add up over time. One of the earlier deals from today, Tass, you can uh, throw a grade on this one if you want to. The Nuggets, uh, yeah, they got Aaron Gordon, but before that, they got JaVale McGee, a little backup center there for the rotation, and it took Hartenstein and two second-round picks going to the Cavs. Uh, how you grading this one? Uh, Cavs get an A-plus. Two second-round picks is good for JaVale McGee, and they get a player in Isaiah Hartenstein. You would have thought that the Cavs would probably – release JaVale McGee or buy him out so he can go find something or get cash considerations. But to get two second-round picks and a player, an actual human body for JaVale McGee is good. And I think the Nuggets are going to be really happy with three-time NBA champ JaVale McGee coming off the bench. Uh, he is He's a good locker room guy too, and he can come in and, and fill the need uh, when you know Jokic sits. He's won championships. It's, it's not a joke. I mean, it, it helps. Uh, and so um, good moves – on their part, I mean, the Cavs get another center. Uh, that's that's the, that's their mo. That's what they have. They're <laughs> apparently going to buy out Andre Drummond here. He didn't get moved at the trade deadline, and so maybe the Knicks sign him as a buyout guy. But uh, I guess the good move from the Cavs' perspective is Larry Nance sticks around, and uh, as he tweeted, uh, the Wolf of Wall Street, Leonardo DiCaprio gif: "I'm not leaving. <laughs> I'm not going." And anywhere. Uh, so that's cool. That's cool that uh, Larry Nance sticks around. I thought the Boston Celtics would at least get Larry Nance. Not to say that Larry Nance is, uh, deserves the, uh, the verbiage. At least he's good. But I thought the Celtics would be able to pry him, to get him mm. to fill in for Daniel Tice's spot uh, as, a, as their center. But, yeah, the Cavs like Larry Nance because he's, he's freaking good and he's not freaking going anywhere. So all that to say, they got a lot of big men. Yeah, uh, in Cleveland, but it's a, it's a decent move for them. We had a three-way today, Lily. Oh, I know you love the three-ways, Lee. Um, this one involving the Sixers, the Thunder, and your New York Knicks. Uh, Sixers get George Hill and Iggy Brzdakis. Thunder get Austin Rivers, Tony Bradley, two future second-round picks. And the Knicks, uh, getting in in the mix here, get Terrence Ferguson, which I actually really like, uh, Vincent Poirier, 
uh, who is uh, the French Van Vliet, if you've never seen him, and uh, a Philly second-round pick. Um, again, bit of a minor deal. Though George Hill is the interesting yeah. name here, Lee, because you know we're talking about Rondo and whether that vet point guard can help the Clippers' chances to go deep. Uh, and then Lowry being off the board completely. Well, George Hill is another like point guard that was available today. And in the end, the Sixers go and grab him, which I like. But what do you think of this? Yeah, team? no, that's uh, that's what the Sixers need. Just another veteran presence who can come out at the end of the game maybe and be on the floor. They can they can trust him a little bit there. Uh, the big weird thing here is Austin Rivers had a couple of really good moments for the Knicks earlier this season. Remember against the Jazz, he had that great game. And something happened there between him and Coach Thibodeau, and uh, he just was no longer a part of that team. No one knows what it was, uh, but something happened where he was away from the team for personal reasons. And I was just a little bit surprised because I think Austin Rivers has actually turned himself into a, uh, a solid vet at this stage of his career where he knows his role, he comes out on the team, and he works hard at both ends, and he was doing that for the Knicks and having some success. So something happened, and the Knicks obviously move on from him. For the Sixers, I mean, all these other moves, they're, they're, not, they're just sort of pieces to make the deal work here. No one's really going to impact their team. But George Hill is, uh, is, is a good get for a team like the Sixers who are clearly going to make the playoffs, and they need just some uh, reliable veterans on the bench who can maybe come out and just uh, be a presence in a game or two come playoff time and just provide a little bit of leadership and uh, solidarity really out there on the court. Um, and that's really all it is. Tony Bradley, this two future sec. I mean, none of that stuff's going to have any significant impact uh, on this season. So uh, for Philadelphia, obviously they had bigger fish to fry today. They were hoping to land a bigger deal. Couldn't get it done. But instead they uh, have a nice little consolation piece here in getting George Hill. Yeah, what do you think, Trey? Is that what this is? Like, okay, there was no Lowry move to be made or, you know, they couldn't agree on one, Maury and Masai Ujiri. So like, okay, well, let's go get George Hill. It'll be a lot cheaper to get him and bring him in. Yeah, very similar to the Clippers going after Rondo once it became clear that getting Kyle Lowry is going to be tough. You got to do something else if you're trying to to beef up if you're the Sixers. So yeah, George Hill becomes the Kyle Lowry replacement. He might become our next Jeff Green as things continue on down his career. He's been traded six times already usually acquired by competing teams who need to do something but can't always pull off something big, usually helps. You can always talk yourself into it, right? You're like, George yep. Hill, $10 million this year, $10 million next year. Would you rather have him or would you rather pay Kyle Lowry $30 million this year than whatever you have to pay him the next year? For three second-round picks, if you're not going to be able to pull off the Lowry move, this is pretty fine, I think. OKC now has projected 34 draft picks to ask over the next seven years. I think it's perfect. 17 first-round draft picks and 17 second-round oh, wow. draft picks. Yep. What do you think of that? Think they keep them all? Who do you like in the 2026-27 uh, draft that you got your eye on? I know you're a big scout. Yeah, Troy Brown, uh, junior, junior. <laughs> Troy Brown the fourth yeah. <laughs> at that point. Yeah. Right, guys, yeah, guys. Guys never go with uh, Junior Junior. They go with the third or the fourth. <laughs> yeah, so no, I like Junior Junior a lot. Yeah, it's it's uh, friends, Gary Junior Junior, <laughs> Frank Junior Junior, oh, Giovanni Rabisi. Yeah, yeah, that's classic. right. Yeah. I did see someone on Twitter uh, while we were doing this show, and maybe it was in the stream team too. Sorry, there's a lot going on, but like. Maybe I was confused that Gary Clark Jr. is the rock musician and then just Gary Clark is just the NBA player. Mm. But I could have sworn he's got a junior at one point on his basketball reference page. But maybe that's mm. where I'm confusing them. Anyway, let's keep it going here. The uh, the final ones we'll, we'll throw up here. Bielitsa, he was a, a name that was being rumored to be on the move. Miami Heat get him. Uh, you know, replacing basically Kelly Olenek, I think is what that move is there. They get him from the Kings from Mo Harkless and Chris Silva. We had the Raptors moving Matt Thomas to the Jazz. Yes. 
pour one out for our guy, Alex Wong, the biggest Matt Thomas <laughs> fan in the world uh, with the Yahoo Sports crew up in Canada. And uh, so he goes to Utah and look, hey, they shoot three-pointers. He'll, he might get a chance uh, deep in the rotation. Raptors got a 21 second round pick back. Uh, that's by way of the Warriors. Raptors weren't done. Terrence Davis. Now, here's a second. I forgot to put the two uh, eyes in there. Terrence Davis, the second, goes to the Kings, and the Raptors get a future second round pick for him. And then late last night, right, on Wednesday night, uh, the Kings also got DeLon Wright for Corey Joseph, 666, and two second round picks. Um, Anything you wanted to add? Oh, oh yeah. Brad Wanamaker went to the Hornets. Yes. And Marquise Chris went to the Spurs. That's right. And I think that's I think that's it, unless something else was trickling in while we've been recording here the last hour. But uh Lee, any of those uh tickle your balls? <laughs> uh Jalon Wright and, and Corey Joseph are basically the same player. Uh and I always think those guys in any situation they go in, they provide decent roles for their teams. I'm surprised yeah. that they've bounced around quite as much as they have. Both former Raptors, of course. Uh and when they played for the Raptors, I thought these guys are solid coming off the They're pitch. solid, they, yeah. But they uh they just keep on getting moved around and uh, again, sometimes you look at these picks and you just think I think sometimes GMs are just like us in fantasy where you just sometimes just want to make a deal, you know? Brian <laughs> no, hold on, hold on. I think there's a couple reasons actually for this one, as minor as it is. First off, the, the Pistons want to be bad, okay? DeLon Wright was playing pretty well for them. A little too good. He was too good. I mean, well, Joseph's uh, not going to come there yeah, and just take it, though. Corey Joseph at this point in their careers, I think. But it gives Detroit like $6 million more to spend in the offseason. You get second round picks, so you're either using those in a trade to sweeten a trade, or use them because you're the Pistons. And yeah, you're, you got enough guards still in the mix. Killian Hayes is coming back. That's in theory your point guard of the future. And as for the King side of things, I think Hollinger pointed it out. You know, maybe this gives them a, a eventually a little more meaningful cap room to possibly sign like Rashawn Holmes, right? Um, and their first round pick, whoever that be. So. I, th- I think it's just like you're, they're cooking the books here, Lee. It's like yeah, uh, totally. You can't tell me though that some of those GMs are just like I just I just want to make a trade. I just want to trade someone. I mean, it used to happen in fantasy basketball with the deadline coming down as well. You listen, I'm, all right, I'm trading someone. I don't care who it is. I'm sure. just trading someone. You know, and uh, just to make it look like you're busy. Even, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's like playing top shot, Lee. You know, some nights there'll be a crazy boom. You got to flip them then. You got to flip them at the trade deadline. You've got what you needed out of DeLon, right? He played solid point guard mm-hmm. for the Pistons yeah. for half a season. And now you're able to turn into two second round picks. That's a smart move, especially when you're getting a player to replace him in Corey yeah, Joseph. It, it, the funny thing is with second-round picks is is sometimes they're like, oh, you're getting a couple of second-round picks, but often they're just thrown in as well just to make the deal happen. You know, mm-hmm. so like and that's the thing with Sam Presti, 34 draft picks in the next seven years. Yeah. Okay, great, but you got to have to you have to turn those into something special. Or I mean, because you can accumulate all these, but if you don't draft well or you don't you, you can't translate those into some sort of uh, successful players or a successful group then people are going to start saying what's the point of it all you know oh yeah of course i mean we well similar things of course we're going with the hinky sixers way back when and yes some of those picks worked out well some of them did, you know for sure. the but, verge knocking on the door but i hear what you're saying i just want okc to have all the picks i want to see it <laughs> i mean i don't they, care about the first round the entire second round i want it to be all okc picks I just, that's the thing though. When at some point, so many hats, like, so we, many thunder hats. You know, we Sorry. want to see, you know, you don't just want to be getting your Michael Carter Williams with your f- first overall pick and then, you know, your Nerlens Noel. You got to, you want to get something better. You'd like Thunder fans in what, five, like a Joel Embiid or a Ben Simmons? Right. Two, 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 that he did, them. two that he did hit, but others that he, that he missed out on as well. And, um, 
that's the thing. I mean, Thunder fans are going to be like in five years, like, okay, we better be a damn good team then or else uh, what's the point? Couldn't he have traded those 34 picks for Kyle Lowry? 34 <laughs> picks for Deal. Wow. Done. Be good. No, they're not even awesome. playing uh, Shea Gilders Alexander now. They're like, ah, no, there's something wrong with your foot. You got plantar fasciitis? Yeah, it's sore. Yeah, yeah don't play. We don't yeah. want to win games. We're winning too many games. Uh, that's what OKC is thinking here. But I, I hear what you're saying. Lee. You got to do something with them. And yeah. and maybe they will in packaging them together to get like, you know, actually key players or higher picks somehow. Or, uh, or yeah, they just take a million bites at the apple. Eating the apple core. You ever do that, Lee? You ever yeah. actually eat the apple core? Oh, God, really? Wow, that, wow, that was way too fast to say. Yeah. That. I, was, <laughs> I mean, like sort of once or twice, maybe. It sounded like a regular what thing. Like, really? a, nah. like a pig. Not yeah. a regular thing, but sometimes have you ever been in a situation where there's no trash handy and you're just like, oh well. Down it goes. <laughs> Seriously, all right. Let me eat this stem and in the insides of this apple. I don't want to just drop it in I the mean, it's not a regular thing, but it's happened. It has happened. I'm just like, all right, I've got nowhere to put this down. All right, boom. You don't need the stem, but wow. incredible. Cool. I mean, I, I do find it a, a, a fun challenge, like to try and eat as much of the actual. Yeah, Edible so part, do I. You know. Yeah. Apples but. are so deceptive as well because sometimes you can get the tastiest, juiciest ones and you do eat it like literally every little <laughs> morsel off that core. Right. You know, the skin and everything. And other times you have a couple of bites and they're soft inside and like, ah, oh, get out of here. I, I hate though when I accidentally Ooh. do take a bite out of an apple and I, you know, I uh, misfire on how deep I think I can take that bite, yeah. and I, I've opened up the inner core of the apple. Ah, and yeah. There's seeds. Uh, there's seeds everywhere, yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Can't believe you eat that whole thing. <laughs> you're, like a, you're like a hog, man. <laughs> <laughs> Taking those down. All right, uh, so that is, I think, all the trades. Uh, maybe we missed one or two, but we'll talk about them. Either in happy hour tonight, you can join us at halftime of the first game on TNT. Yes, it's the trade deadline hangover. Uh, we'll be uh, hanging out, maybe talking about some of the trades, maybe not, maybe talking about the game, maybe not, probably just talking about the way we eat our apples. So join us, NBA Happy <laughs> Hour, trade deadline hangover. That is tonight here, Thursday night, uh, live on YouTube, halftime of the first game, which I'm actually drawing a blank on right now. I don't even know what the first game is. I said Blazers team. Heat before. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, Blazers that sounds Heat. Right. We got. And then okay. Philly Lakers is the late one. Always a weird night of basketball, the mm-hmm. night of the trade deadline, since so many guys, especially this year, are moving team oh. to team, so they're all held out of these games. Going to see some weird lines out there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like who's like, the Sixers are down a lot of guys. Yeah, uh, they got to be. They won't be having a lot of guys out there. Um well, speaking of the games here, let's just get to our pick'em results brought to you by BetMGM from last night. Uh, it was the Nuggets-Raptors game. Denver was favored by one and a half. And I tried to tell you guys, I said, you got to take the Raptors, man. This is this is Kyle Lowry's swan song. He's going out with a victory. Well, that part was right, except he's not leaving. So uh, the Raptors got a win. I'm the only one that took them to cover. Happy about that. Needed to make up a game on you guys. I'm seven and eight. Lee's seven and eight now with that loss. Tass is eight and seven, so he's right there. And Trey, again, helped by JD uh, earlier last week, or all last week, I should last say, week. is ten and five. Uh, JD first. finally got one wrong. Yeah, yeah JD had the uh, yeah. Denver Nuggets last night. You're human, JD. Good to know. Yep, that's true. <laughs> I am human. <laughs> And you have a Raptors shirt on. Look at you, you traitor. Oh, my goodness. Should have taken the Raptors, is what I'm saying. Last know, night. Well, I, he didn't get traded. If he had been traded, mm. he would have been right. Oh, I'm, wow. You thought mm. he might be held out of the lineup as we talked about. Good point. Good point. Okay. Anyway, tonight's game, Tass, where are we going? 
Yeah, we talked about the Sixers being shorthanded. They're going into Los Angeles to play the Lakers. Obviously, the Lakers very shorthanded themselves. No LeBron, no Anthony Davis. So they're getting four and a half points. Philly is favored by wow. four and a half points. Lakers can lose by four, three, two, or one if you pick them. So, uh, Trey, what do you think? You think the Lakers are covering that spread? In four, three, two, <laughs> one. I'm taking the Lakers. Big game for Talon Horton Tucker. Showing out after not being traded for Kyle Lowry. Yeah, he was the one they held on to, so they didn't get Kyle Lowry. Sup with that. All right, Skeets, you got to make a pick in four, three, two, (laughs) one. Well, I'm taking the Lakers as well to cover. Did you see Kyle Kuzma back to looking like Slim Shady? Dyed the hair, bleach blonde again. Yes, uh, I'll take the Lakers to cover. I'm not saying they're going to win this, but I think we got a close game there on TNT. Yeah, Frank Vogel was funny about Kuzma's haircut. He said, if we lose, I guess I got to bleach my hair like Kuz. Mm. Uh, all right, so you got to make your pick, Lee, in four, three, two, <laughs> one. Uh, not too early, Lee. Okay, four, three. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, tough one, tough one here. Yeah, there sure. it is. I'm not, I'm not sure what to do, but I think Philadelphia can just get this one done. So I'll take Philadelphia. But uh, I think Woe's reporting LeBron's out four to six weeks with that uh, high ankle oh, sprain. Oh, wow. I think I saw that coming through the tweets there so uh it wasn't a fake wash i hope no yeah oh, got some people today yeah, yeah i got a few yeah uh but I'll, I'll take philadelphia what is it four and a half you said tess mm-hmm. yeah give me Philly. wow okay yeah and danny green was rumored speaking of uh, philadelphia and la his former team was rumored to be going to golden state for a little bit yeah. today but that mm. didn't happen so he's sticking around in philly he'll be there i will take uh the lakers mm. who the heck knows but i think they can cover four or six weeks that sucks uh if lebron is out for that long that's terrible news high ankle sprain that'll do it to you okay so three of us taking the lakers the plus four and a half lee's got philly winning by five or more thank you so much for joining us here on the stream team shout out to everybody that joined us live we did some crazy numbers today so thank you thank you thank you back tonight for nba happy hour if you want to join us then and then tomorrow task is what you need to know live at 7 a.m eastern and then we got the drop podcast at 10 we will again do our trade deadline winners and losers especially on that drop podcast but get your questions in for the beach step in or any podcast really email them in no dunks at theathletic.com please like comment and subscribe to no dunks on youtube share the channel with your friends grab your no dunks merch at no dunks.com hoodies t-shirts shorts mugs everything available over there uh, trey and i were talking about we got to get um some Top Shot Hot Boys tank tops going for the summer so you can be extra hot. Uh, so we'll work Hot on Boys that. summer. Right. Subscribe to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. You can sign up right now for a dollar a month for new subscribers, uh, which is an incredible deal. And yeah, we will see you either tonight or tomorrow. Clipper bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And I see that 2,800 people are currently watching us. If you all subscribe right now, Hmm. I'm going to have a drink tonight. But if only 2,700 of you subscribe right now, I'm not. So subscribe. That's a threat. Come on. Let's get Gary tonight. Everybody hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. I'm going to be a junior tonight. What? (laughs) Embrace the day, people. You could stay.